blame oh him for that. I was you the could one blaming him with that. that. Austin Matthews, very good two-way forward. Nobody's saying Carson wants us to go. Oh, your team sucks, Parker. Pick one. And before Miami fan over here starts talking. Blasphemous. And I'll tell you why. What does that tell you? He's terrible. I'm not out here saying Tom Brady's bad. Yeah, you are. Listen, Gary. <laughs> I'm saying pick it. Oh, what's going on, everyone? It's episode 25. Our what, what number is that in centennial years? A lot. A lot. Episode a lot. Okay. Today we have producer Parker. Hello. We have friend of the show Wally. Hello. And Jim. I have returned. We have a very full house today and a lot to talk about content-wise, starting with some Bayball. A lot of Bayball actually. Between the firings, the cheating scandal, and Mike Trot apparently being on roids. What do we want to get into first here? Well, let's let's go over the trout on the roids part about it. So supposedly he has some type of thyroid condition for him to actually take it. Allegedly. But then I also saw something on Twitter last night that MLB like refuted their statement saying that no one has like a medical like pass or whatever right. to, to take it or something. So it's probably going to be more on that, hopefully. So he didn't even come out and blatantly deny it. So that's a... Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. And apparently Cody Bellinger is on it too, which I don't think I didn't I, see that. I, I didn't hear it. Yeah, I don't know where you saw that. I thought in the same report. He hasn't, like, nobody's come out publicly. I, I, he somehow missed it. I guess when Mike Trout's involved, you don't really get much of the, the, the blame. Yeah. But wouldn't you expect a player that's been hurt multiple times over the past few seasons to be using something to get better? Uh, I mean... Well, I, I mean, when you're the entire Los Angeles Angels team, you're looking at you, management, who probably would need to buy some pitchers and... Try to get a team around this kid. I mean, he'll be he'll be all right over there. But like, the problem for the, for the MLB now is is your best player is now on steroids essentially, and ultimately, that's a problem. Like, I I can't imagine what would happen if LeBron James was on steroids. I don't know what steroids would help with basketball. <laughs> that's okay. That that's entirely fair. Dunking the ball harder? I don't know. Just, uh, <laughs> just, just space jam monster yeah, slam the hoop down. Blow up the rim? Like, I, I don't. Light, light the ball 30, on fire? 80 in a game? Yeah, um, this is kind of like the equivalent of if like, Tom Brady like, was caught like, using steroids or something. If he was still good? All right, we're not going in the GOT conversation <laughs> today. On top of that, there was all the uh, cheating things. There was the photo of Altuve with the wire on and the gif of him going around saying, telling his teammates after he walked off the LCS to not pull off his jersey. Obviously, if there's a wire underneath, you wouldn't want anybody to see that. There was the Josh Reddick photo of him in a tank top with the wire on under, after the that, that chip. wire, though. His wife is saying that was confetti. Um, that Josh Reddick photo, that gold piece that you guys saw that everybody thought was tape, it was confetti. There, well, no, no, it was a black thing around his neck. Yeah, yeah, but that was his necklace, though. Yeah, remember, you're allowed to wear it's jewelry. It's a pretty likely no, story. Well, I've, I've done some research on that. <laughs> I've seen a couple different things on Twitter. Because don't, don't forget, as soon as El Tuve hit that walk-off in Game 7, they dropped stuff from the rafters. So, I mean, yeah, that no, that definitely was confetti. I, I, don't, I don't believe the Josh Reddick thing at all, but the, the Altuve thing... Altuve and Brigman, though, they are... <sighs> There's yeah. a lot of sources but confirming and, and that. Like, did you see the interviews that they did this week? That they're they're like hiding, they're, they're like even trying to speak about it. Yeah, well, obviously like they, they know that they did wrong, but they don't want to admit it. Well, I mean, they came right out and said, "We'll be in the uh, World Series next year." You'll see us there, and they're not going to do anything wrong about it. Uh, I don't think they're going to have that opportunity to. AJ Hinter's a really good manager, and I think that at least half of their success can go back to him. I mean, he's been a young star in the game for a while. I don't think you can just toss any manager in there. I know they were looking at the Cubs like development coach, but he's unproven. Not to mention now you're without a general manager and you don't have a 
blockbuster like first round pick for the next couple of years or a second round or pick. Or second round pick. For yeah, so yeah. like that's a problem for them. And I don't know what that money is stipulated on, but I assume some of that $5 million they were fined also should have a refraction on the international pool bonus. So that should also hurt them there too. I like how everybody was releasing their statements when everybody got fired and then yeah. the owner just threw everybody under the bus. Yeah, liter- like literally. How, how did you not see any of this, but then you're just going to blame the GM and the manager? That was some really bad damage control. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, so AJ Hinch, Jeff Lonhow, Alex Cora stepped down a couple days Ocon after stepped that. stepped down. Yeah, and then, and then the Mets going to met. They had him as manager for less than two months. Yeah. Uh, and on the day of Mike Piazza's jersey retirement, whatever it was, they have to get a new manager. Well, they, I think it was, I don't think it was a jersey retirement. I think it was, they renamed the street. Yeah, it was like a dedication of, or something. Of where their, yeah. like, spring training facility is. Yeah, it was something like that. That's the Mets for you. Yeah, this is the, the most Met offseason ever. Yeah. Well, going off from the manager thing. In a report, there was suppo- the Ashers are supposedly interviewed Buck Stowalter, John Gibbons, Will Venable, and then also uh, Dusty Baker for possible manager replacements. Your guys' thoughts? The only one there that makes any sense for the Mets is Dusty Baker. No, that's no. This is for the Astros. I saw the Mets linked to Dusty Baker right. as well. The Astros. The only like, Will Venable makes a lot of sense, but I don't really see. I don't see Dusty Baker going to the AL. I don't think he could survive in the AL. And honestly. John Gibbons not a good manager. I don't see them hiring Showalter because it's having multiple losing seasons with the Orioles and then trying to uh, be a spearhead in a team that's made the World Series over the past couple of years, I don't think he'd be able to handle that kind of job. Buck Showalter's not a good manager either anymore. His viewpoints are outdated. Well, I mean, <laughs> look what he did to the Orioles. <laughs> well, he tried. Never, never forget Zach Britton did not start that game. Also, let's not forget that there was that thing with Tony Larusa too, from the former Yankees pitcher that came out saying that Tony Larusa cheated. Yeah, back in the '80s. Yeah, and that um, like the third base coach, like something caught him as well. Something there was like a light. Yeah. He said, like, he said there was a camera, but there was like a light signal or something for the signs. That's something, something like that. That's crazy. A lot, a lot of baseball news. That I don't know. That there won't be an investigation about that because obviously, but no, Red Sox without a coach. Mets without a coach. I mean, the Mets, I even said it this week, I my post on Facebook, so that the Astros and the Red Sox, you know, took down Cora. I mean, yeah, Beltron had to let go. And I, I kind of, I, I don't want to say I feel bad for Beltron, but, I mean, he was part of it. But I don't Apparently think, he was a big part of it. I don't think he wanted any of the slack as head coach of the Mets. Because you, you know as soon as spring training was going to start. It was going to be a garbage It was going to be like 24-7, <laughs> you know, sign-stealing scandal. Yeah, well, okay, to yeah, be fair, though. Yeah, the media is pretty unrelenting, especially yeah. if you look at uh, Adam Gase. Nobody could, ac- football. nobody could accuse the Mets of cheating because they're not good enough to win games. So. <laughs> <laughs> of course, there was also, like, that, like, sort of unsubstantiated report that, like, a bunch of other teams also cheated. Who was it, the former player? Uh, Logan Morrison, I think it was. Came out and said that like the Yankees, the the Red Sox, and like a bunch of Dodgers, they all still signs too, yeah, but like I mean, not as severely. Everybody does it to an extent, but I don't right. know, it's just too much. You can't you just go point f- fingers yeah, at all the good teams. Yeah, but they're not banging a trash can. When is yeah. it going from tipping pitches to actively stealing information from your opponents? And using That's, video recording for that. For right. That so, but uh, you can read all about those on our site. Um, we got a bunch of articles up this week. So any information you want, it's right there too. Now uh, breaking into the world of hockey. There's a lot of storylines heading into the All-Star game. 
Real quickly, before we get into the big ones, I just want to say, uh, ha ha, the Leafs are out of a playoff spot. Enjoy the golfing, you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> but when you have players going golfing on a, on a day off before a game, what are you expecting them to do? What? <laughs> I, I saw something involving three, three certain Leafs players went golfing the other day. That was a joke. Oh. Oh no! No, I he, saw, he an, I saw well, an article. Oh, I saw see. an article. Oh no, he's read the onion. An, I saw an article. <laughs> Nine minutes in, and we've got our next Dominic Kasich who moment. I saw an article. <laughs> he saw an article, boys. I believe everything our, I read. Don't you worry, analyst. Oh, well, like, uh, that's terrifying. <laughs> great, um, great job. But uh, so you had some talking points, Parker. What did you want to hit on? Uh, well, the one thing is, Justin Williams is back in the league. He re-signed with the Carolina Hurricanes, I believe it was last week or like a week and a half ago, and he's going to be having a season debut today. Yeah, he's not going to wear a letter, but we all know he's part of the captaincy and leadership there, so that's cool that he's back, and I think he'll... I mean, he's already got enough cops. He might get a chance here with uh, the Canes. Is his, how long was his stint with St. Louis? Like a couple months? Yeah, not... Two months, three months? Yeah, not very long. Didn't, didn't play once? Yeah. Yeah, I had a feeling... His little semi-retirement was going to keep him for long. The guy's like 38, and he had like 50-something points last year, so he still has a bit in the tank. I think he's going to be the next Matt Collin. Uh, he's, they're just going to like entice him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they interviewed uh, Mike Fisher about it and like how it is to come back from retiring and come back and play for a playoff team because he did it in 2017 with the Predators. And I think that'll be similar for Williams. I don't think he'll be as impactful. I mean, he hasn't played meaningful hockey in... I actually think Williams might be a little bit more impactful because Matt Cullen and Mike Fisher, Mike Fisher, they were both centers, so they had a lot more responsibility on them. Justin Williams is, I don't want to say just, but he's on the wing, so he doesn't have quite as much responsibility when it comes to like being on the ice. Well, impact is measurable, though, right? So, like, Cullen and Fisher, they came back, and they were both fantastic at face-offs. Matt Cullen led the Penguins in face-offs, aside from Sidney Crosby. Half the season he was there that year, and then Mike Fisher came back, and he was the second best center in playoffs, faceoff wise. So impact is different, but like, I don't really see Williams. Williams, a lot of his game is built on speed. His whole career, he's been a quick player, not a super fast player. I don't know if he still got it. I didn't think he had it last year either. But I mean, if they think he's helpful to them, so be it. Yeah, I'm pretty excited to see Mr. Game Seven back on the ice. It's going to be pretty fun to watch. I think uh, another uh, big thing. Speaking of Carolina Hurricanes. Hurricanes defenseman Dougie Hamilton broke his leg. Yeah, no, he's out for the season. Another uh, likely. Down. That's a shame because he was having a really good year. Like, he was finally having the year that many people were waiting. There was a really good article from Sarah Sivian about like how he finally kind of like found a home in Carolina. Like in Boston, he didn't like fit in with his teammates. In Calgary, they like publicly admonished how he just didn't want to go out with them after games. And in Carolina, like the fans like him, the players like him. So at least. There's some comfort in that for him. I'm sure he'll come back better because he looks really good. Yeah, it's with some players, it's really it, it depends on the environment you're in, and that really determines if you succeed or not. There's some players that are able to do it wherever they are, but there's other players who can only maximize their potential depending on where they're going to be. Yeah, no, that's true. And, I mean, I've heard Brendan Moore's a really good coach, Rod the Bod, so. Uh, and then Dominic Kubalik, the Blackhawks, has, like, nine goals in his past, like, what, eight games or something like that? Seven yeah. games? It's, it's nuts. Is this just because he's on the same line as Kane? Or is he actually just this good? I saw some... Like, he actually looks like he's got some, like, charisma out there. He might be a little, like... I won't say he's, like, an elite player, but he might be, a, like, a gem. 
So this might be a hindsight is twenty twenty thing, but do you think the Kings are sort of kicking themselves for trading him for a fifth round pick? No, because I mean those situations happen all the time. I mean, just using a Homer example, the Oilers gave the Penguins John Marino for a conditional sixth, and he's one of the leading yeah, Calder guys. With that one, yeah. Yeah, I mean that happens all the time. Like, so he didn't work in the King system like you said earlier. Sometimes you fit in better places than others. You know what I mean? And this just happens to be, I mean, the, the Kings obviously have a great development system, but the Blackhawks have been bringing up random, unknown players for some time. I mean, if I can quote that uh, Acton uh, Fulhamman tweet, Buzz Donk and Mark Flibbit, like, <laughs> just random guys or whatever the tweet was, just, if you look and they have 40 points. No, but yeah, he's doing really good. Do you think he has a chance at Calder? No. Listen, the Calder's locked up. It's Kale McCarr's on pace to hit 50 points, which hasn't been done by a rookie defenseman in, like, two decades. And he missed eight games. Quinn Hughes is going to hit just shy of that with 48 if he keeps on his current pace. Those two are going to be the Calder winners. One of them, at least. Yes, I'm pretty curious to see which one it's going to be. I mean, they're both been playing absolutely phenomenal this mm-hmm. year. One thing I wanted to talk about, too, before we got off of the Bruins, because we touched on them a little bit with Dougie Hamilton. Uh, Tuka Rask went down with injury, and Yaroslav Halak has been really, really good since Rask has been out. Rask himself doesn't get enough credit, but Halak has been really good for Boston. I mean, you gotta remember that Halak was the starter with the Islanders for quite a couple seasons, and he was really good with them. And then there was a time where he was with the Canadians, where he was pushing Carey Price for a starting job, and he was winning the competition at one point. Yeah, that playoff run, he was incredible. Yeah, Halak is often slept on. Yeah, I remember, I believe it was 2014-15, that playoff series he had against the Washington Capitals, went to Game 7. The only reason they were in Game 7 was because of Halak. Basically, I mean, yeah. the only reason why the Islanders were even in the playoffs in the first place. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last thing I have was David Backus just got sent down to the AHL, and that has me looking back at the 2016 NHL free agency, and, and I'm just thinking, is this the worst year for UFAs ever? Because you have Franz Nielsen, six years, five mil, Louis Erickson, six years, six mil, Andrew Ladd, seven years, 5.5 mil, and don't worry, it gets worse. Milan Lucic, seven years, six mil. And Kyle Pozo, seven years, six mil. David Backus, five years, six mil. All these guys are on the wrong side of 30, getting five, six, seven-year deals worth five-plus mil. The only year. one I'm going to give a pass to is Oak Pozo because, I mean, he had, like, a career-threatening and life-threatening brain injury. I'll give him a pass for that one. Louis Erickson, aside from his nickname being Sweetness, has nothing going for him in the NHL. And, like, Milan Lucic is trash. He is the Edmonton Oilers and Calgary Flames made a trade of James Neal for a toothpick. That's literally what it came down to. A toothpick that can still hit. That's all he does. And I, I don't, like... He was good in the NHL a decade ago. Milan Lucic put up career numbers a decade ago when he was like 26. I remember he was a monster with the Bruins. Unfortunately, that's not the NHL anymore. And I mean, you can go down that list of names. They're all terrible. Yeah, Andrew Ladd's not even in the NHL either. Like, he's sent down as well. Yeah, he's a great captain of Bridgeport. Okay, do you recall the summer before the Blackhawks like traded like a first-round pick for him? Do you know who that first-round pick was? I'm pretty sure that was the trooper pick, but I'm not positive. Also, the big get in that was Marco Dano. So 2016 and 17 sucked all around. Because Marco Dano was the coveted prospect in that deal, and he's done nothing since then either. And then, uh, of course, like, David Backus, known to put himself in vulnerable positions, David Backus. That was a little shout-out to our friend of the show, Hunter. But, like, he hasn't been good in... It's 2020? He hasn't been good in 
15 years. Like, even with... I wouldn't say that. I would say five. Like, I used to love David Backus as the captain of St. Louis, but he was a glorified power forward, and it, it, even at a time when power forward was getting phased out, like, he never really put up points. He was a grinder. Yeah, and, I believe his career high was, like, a 53 or something. Yeah, like, and it's not that, like, he's an NHL player, but he's made a lot of money his whole career. He's been overrated his whole career. At least, personally. I don't know about you, but... Yeah, I would say so. He was really valued for his um, leadership, and that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> of course, you've got some early season award talk to get into as well. Before you get into that, I want to bring up that just last night Ovechkin tied Steve Eiserman for ninth on the career goals list. He also, passing Mario Lemieux. Yeah, I was going to say, he broke like two records last night. He, he tied Lemieux, beat Lemieux, tied Eiserman, mm. which is incredible. Back-to-back hat tricks. He's on piece for 56 goals, I think is what they said. Yeah, something around there. That's 50, incredible. 56, or I think somebody said, I thought he was like 62 or something like that, but he's still got a while to be Gretzky, but I think as long as, he's, oh, yeah. he's, as, long as he stays like, healthy. Like, yeah. like what, at this, at this pace, like what, like let's say like around 40, 50 goals a season, that it'll take like what, like yeah. five years? If he gets 50 goals for the next two seasons, he'll only need one more 50-goal season. He'll be able to do that with the team around him. He currently. is only 32, and everybody's like, oh, he's going to slow down, he's going to slow down. Have you been watching him? He doesn't move. That's that's his game. He sits in one spot. For, for people say that he's going to slow down. Have you heard of Lake Wheeler? Yeah. He's like, had like 91 points like the past three seasons. First of all, Ovechkin is six foot twelve on the ice <laughs> and <laughs> 508 pounds of just pure muscle. And literally, you can't slow down something that isn't moving. He stands still. He, he's done that for a decade and a half. He sits still. He shoot puck. He score goal. That's literally Alex Ovechkin. Yeah. Rest of the team does the work, and then he sits in his spot over there. I don't understand anybody. Like, any, of course, at some point, he might not score 50 goals. Yeah, he's going to slow down to, like, 40 goals. Ooh. Yeah. I can't wait till he's fallen off and only scores 38. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I, I do have a hot take. I haven't had one of these in a while, though. If anybody's going to beat Ovechkin's records, it's going to be Austin Matthews. Not only will he be the greatest goal scorer in American history, but he's on pace to hit, like, 800 goals in his career. He's the only Leafs player in recent memory to have 30-goal seasons back-to-back-to-back. I, I would actually say it's not hot of a take, but I'm just saying, like, on the topic of goal scores, him and Pasternak and Ovechkin are the only ones in the elite company. Yeah, Pasternak's killing it right now, too. Yeah, he doesn't get enough credit either. Yeah, Line is kind of slumping right now, but I think he could get back to that category, too. Line, I wouldn't say he's slumping. He focused on passing this year. He's got, like, 30 assists. Yeah, look at all the goals that he put up last year, but he had, what, like, what... what did he finish? He had like assists. 30 goals, 8 assists. Or yeah. something. No, no, it, it was like 32 and 14, I think was the stat line. Which, 30 goals score, not a lot of assists. Yeah. It kind of goes back to, uh, oh, who was the guy? Matt Bolesky with Anaheim in like 08. There was a, a tweet going around like, you can't win with those kind of players because they get hot. They're not good players. I think that was being said about Line A for a while, and now he's sort of developed into a uh, not liability Line A last season was... 30 goals, 20 assists. 30 goals, 20 Currently, assists. Currently, this season, he's got 15 goals and 28 assists. Yeah, so, so he's already, he's, he's getting better. And, I mean, with Mark Shifley and Connor Hellebuck was playing like a Vesna candidate, like, Jets might be a team to surprise. Yeah, yeah Jets are always on, surprising. And don't sleep on Blake Wheeler either, please. It's always surprising that people want to go to Winnipeg. I mean, could you imagine living there? Then they get, I thought there was a photo going on. They got, like, literally 10 feet of snow in St. John's. Yeah. They got a blizzard. Well, Newfoundland, yeah. Is Canada real? Yeah. Where do you think okay. hockey players come from? 
I Finland, duh. <laughs> Finland. Scandinavia and Russia, and that's it. That's all your hockey. Ah, uh, yes. No, that's just where goal scorers come from. Speaking of Russia, did you see the KHL? Yeah, the All-Star game? Yeah, did you see some of the stuff? It looks like so much fun compared to what we're going to see, what, next weekend? Yeah. So, rock, paper, break? scissors. So is the KHL to the NHL like what the XFL is going to be to yes. the NFL? Literally, <laughs> like literally, like there. Alex Simon and his son were like passing back and forth. Like there was a skater, I don't know, and a goalie. They he got to the like the goal net and he did rock paper scissors and whoever won got the score, saved the puck. And then I that saw was something awesome. this morning. They actually had players, not goalies, mm-hmm. actual players yeah. behind the pads, yeah, like, playing goalie, which I thought they, was like the coolest thing. There was also a, uh, one tender that had his pads colored by children from a pediatric hospital, and then they were auctioned off. There was a guy in a Santa Claus outfit. Like, the, the KHL is a different kind of weird. Yeah, but it's like, it's like a fun kind of weird, though. But then they have goat sacrifices over there during the <laughs> season. So is it really a fun kind of weird? <laughs> well, but, I mean, did, I know with the, the skills challenge for the NHL star game coming up this weekend, did you see the, the new game that they're doing this year? No. Well, do you remember last year how Pittsburgh does, like, the, the key bank challenges like, yeah. on their Facebook and Twitter pages? Well, that one video of Sid and Gino shooting from like the 200s yeah on like into nets they're apparently doing that in the all-star game this year but from like the very like one end of the arena are they trying to peg people in the attendance Uh, no they're from what i read they're taking the netting on that close end of like where it would be you know they're shooting from and they're like stretching it over the crowd just so obviously no no one gets sued so what you're saying is the nhl and hear me out here is going for another safety issue. It's Could have tur- never guessed. It's turning yeah. into Major League Baseball and sending netting even further. <laughs> the All-Star game is trash. The skills competition's fun. Yeah. It's good skills, the- skills comp is really the only reason I watch. Yeah, the three-on-three tournament, yeah, that's fun. But the All-Star game doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah, I mean, like, if, if it was like, if, oh, if whatever. If it was for, like, home, home ice yeah. or whatever, yeah, then, yeah, you know, send everybody that we got. You know, everybody that's good and having a good season, whatever, but now it's like popularity, really. It's, it's just seeing your best friend from a different team and being able to play with them. Yeah. You know how you get more people to go to the All-Star game? You uh, don't have it. <laughs> I still don't understand the suspension thing. Like, you're going to suspend Alex Ovechkin and Marco Fleury because they don't want to go to the All-Star game. I'm sorry, but you're trying to have older players that want to stay healthy for teams that are possibly going to make the playoffs. There should just be like an age limit. Like, over 26, you don't have to go. Sure, you don't have your prime stars, but you've got your young guys. You put the rookies to the task. Like, they relate more to the younger players anyways. Hi, I'm Dylan Larkin. Please don't vote me. <laughs> please, literally, please <laughs> do not I, I vote me in. I the week off. I already have to carry Atlas, the Detroit Red Wings, <laughs> to a 15-win season. Just get rid of the All-Star game and bring back the what they did a couple of years ago. The, the Not like World Juniors, but it's the... Oh, the World Cup of Hockey. The World Cup, yeah. Yeah. That was so much fun. It was. That North American team, oh. That was a lot of fun. I loved everyone. Like that overtime game against, what was it, Sweden, I think? Oh, that game was nuts. Oh, yes. Team North America, El Salvador, and U.S. territory of Guatemala versus the rest of Europe. The rest of Europe. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Like, I love the, uh, you got, like, one country, one country, and then an entire continent. That was a lot of fun, It was just, like, cool to see, like, all the young stars against, like, basically the rest of everybody else. Like, it's just... I mean, it was cool. It was better than the Olympics when Andrew Abbott passed it to Chad Wolanik or whatever his name was. Yeah, I can't wait for the Ooh. United States hockey team yeah. to have a bunch of, I can't curse, but for lack of a better term, you know, Josh Gans? your garbage players.
But, okay, not, they're not bad. They're right, just not they're NHL. They're not bad, but they're not like NHL caliber. Obviously. Right. Special players that belong in the ECHL and not in an NHL caliber game. Yeah, it, that's basically what it is, is ECHL players yeah, playing I, Olympics. Listen, it was cool one time because a bunch of players who would never otherwise make it got a chance to go out there and play for the Olympics. Maybe we send players who have touched the puck before. <laughs> know how to skate. <laughs> know how to turn around. Not the Zamboni driver. Not... Fred from accounting. <laughs> know how to communicate. But no, like, we'll see. Uh, and then, uh, obviously, the All-Star game coming up. We gave our predictions last week. We're going to get a chance to see the new Seattle team, finally. Totems. I hope not. <laughs> we'll I'm, see, though. I'm just hoping that they pick a good name. That's not stupid. Be, like, a waste of <laughs> a waste of time. I feel like no matter what the name is, we're going to end up warming up to it. That kind of happened to me with the... Uh, Golden Knights. I wasn't really super sold on the name, and then eventually I'm just like, eh, it's all right. And then which, bam, first season, Stanley Cup final. Which, okay. <laughs> not rigged at all. First of all, speaking of the Golden Knights, they fired Jordan Gallant. Why? 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 <laughs> yeah, why'd they do that? Like, okay, there's but then a... to re replace him with DeBoer literally that day, something... So, look, you had your coach that you wanted, but, like... Well, I guess they want to make the Stanley Cup final his first season, and that's it. On the Steve Dangle podcast, they talked about, like... Actually, I think it might have been 31 Thoughts. They talked about how Brian Burke has a saying, save your bullet. Like, you get one as a general manager, save it, and he didn't. He fired a coach who is an all-star coach. Like, they had to replace him because he got fired, which... Am I the only one who wanted to see him out there in, like, a Team Canada jersey or something coaching for the bench? <laughs> I say just let him play. Like, let Gerard Gallant join in. Like, DeBoer's a great coach. Why? <laughs> yeah, I, I... I don't think it was worth firing him for DeBoer, though. It would be worth firing him for, like, say, like a Quenville or something. Well, okay, there's one coach that I've heard bandied about, aside from DeBoer, and that's Mike Babcock, which, that would have been hilarious. Uh, he was he he was good a decade ago. Yeah, yeah, that's no, fair. I read like a story. It was a couple months ago. It was like right after his firing, where it's like a lot of players on the Red Wings didn't like him. Didn't like he gave Johan Franz in PTSD. What a story that was. Yeah, I mean, we yeah, we, we, we touched on that, but like yeah, crazy crazy. Uh, yeah, week of good old Mike Babcock. Yeah, I thought Gallant might like he's linked pretty heavily to Seattle, which makes sense. I mean he. Got going, Vegas. Going from one expansion to the other. <laughs> yeah, dude. He, like, maybe that's his thing. He's a good motivator. Vegas was, they weren't doing bad. It's like they were still in a playoff Yeah, spot, they right? were still, like, contending, they, but it's just. Like they, were, they were three points out of first. But it, it makes you wonder if, you know, with the whole thing that's going on with the coaches, with, not the miscommunications, but the with the racial stuff. Yeah. It makes you wonder if something tied into that. So everything I've seen, George Lunt's a great person, and I I don't think it's linked to that. I really think it was, he, they're underperforming, which they are, but their goaltending has been brutal. Like, Marco DeFlori has been not great. He's got a 908. Malcolm Subban has been a Hume JHL goalie this season. And you continue <laughs> to pull up Garrett Sparks. Garrett Sparks is not a goal. He literally just decides to do a circus act in the net. <laughs> they haven't had goaltending, and that's what kills coaches. Goalies will kill coaches. Mm. And maybe they needed a refresh. We'll see. One more thing on and, Vegas. And maybe the Buffalo Sabres killed coaches, too, because it's the third team this season where after they lost to the Sabres, they fired their coach. Fun fact. That, yeah, I saw that. That's hilarious. <laughs> the Buffalo effect. 
Also, one more thing. It looks like Vegas might have hired a new dentist because Paul Stasny lost like 16 teeth in one minute last night. Do you see that? Uh, the, he just yeah. gets up. He's like, that, all right. That, he like, yeah, that video is so, oh my gets God. Gets down on one knee. Doesn't mean the he like, puck. He like pulled like a whole like <laughs> row of teeth out of his mouth. Yeah, that video is... Because the guy's looking like goofy out there on the Literally, ice. it looked like he didn't even care. He was just like looking for his teeth in the ground. You have Armia just skates past him. It's okay, buddy. You'll be okay. And then uh, another last thing on uh, Seattle. I don't know if you guys saw, but they named their arena now. Oh, did they? The um, Alaskan Airlines Atrium is they're like the official like sponsor, I guess. Triple A. Oh, good. The Alaskan yeah. Bullworm. Are they getting a sponsorship from an insurance company? Seattle Eskimos. That's my guess. Maybe. Well, uh, we'll <laughs> my, my favorite arena name is the Little Caesars Arena. The Pizza Arena? <laughs> yeah. I love the Pizza Arena. No, it's pizza time. Uh, pizza, pizza. Pizza to pizza. <laughs> um, so what we'll was see. that about Subban you were talking about before? The workout or whatever? Oh, so not only was, like, Elliot Freeman alluded to this and Sitter Jeff Merrick, but, like, a bunch of people have alluded to this, that he does this, like, crazy workout in the offseason where he just bench presses, like, 480 every day and he just does them on instagram he like does videos during the season and it's actually actively hurting his skating like he's too strong up here he's slowing down and he's like he's hurting his back like he actually has back problems now because he's lifting so much and they're like pk you gotta stop bench pressing a small mini bus you've got to start like <laughs> working out other things and they told him you have to skate differently like he can't skate the same way that's a problem Stop bench pressing. But are we sure it's from him bench pressing, or is it from, like, him constantly lifting Lindsey Vaughn since, you know, they're engaged now? Yeah, well, I mean, yes. Like, at this point, I would argue that the two best defensemen in the NHL, or two of the better ones, cannot skate. <laughs> P.K. Subban cannot skate in general. Eric Carlson can't turn left. You know what's a really bad weakness to have in, your, in, in the NHL? Not being able to pivot. Oh, you're going to go left? I guess you are. <laughs> It's like when you're playing NHL and you have like a broken thumbstick, you're like, hold on, let me just pivot around the entire rink. I'll be there though. I'll be there. I'll get there. It just won't be this period, but I'll get there. I, I will get there at some point. New controllers coming in the mail tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Seattle Sockeye as we're still on the NHL. Oh, are we? Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we made our guesses last week. Didn't yeah. like Adam say Sockeyes or something? Or something? I, that's, I said that's like the leading name, which apparently their colors are green and pink. Pink? That's the color of the website. It's like a salmon and like a pew screen. Okay, I don't so even know. Okay, so we're like going with the fish color. thing here. Yeah, it'd be like a lighter red, I guess. At least that's not another it's not, red and it's white not or pink. blue it's just and white lighter red. We have like eight of those each. I like the Seattle Metropolitans, but of course, lol, no. Wasn't the seals also a name in that list? Though? Yeah, well, the, yeah, so... Sea cows. Wasn't there a team called like the California Golden Seals or something? Yes. Why can't we bring them back? Because they were bad. They were green and yellow. They were, there should never be a team in any sport that is teal. Do you understand me? Teal and yellow. Teal and bright, no, no, teal. No, the sh Teal, like, neon teal and bright yellow. Oh, yuck. I'm going to pull up a photo so oh, we can look. Are you trying those, to blind your fans? What, right? those, like, glow in the dark or something? No. It's <laughs> like, oh, hey, welcome to the night you, game. You play under a black light. <laughs> I, welcome to 80s night. It's every night. <laughs> so just plays disco as the goal song. <laughs> YMCA. <laughs> <laughs> Take a look at this logo. Oh no! Isn't that just disgusting? Oh, that's that. That looks like a. That looks kind of like a that's, taco and. That's very Pac -Man. old. 
I'm sorry, did you say a taco? Yeah. What does... Okay. Where does Moving taco on. come into that pick? Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> what all other news do we have in the NHL this week? That's about it, Kovalchuk? Oh, yeah, Kovalchuk. No? Yeah, Kovalchuk is now a Canadian. And he's lighting it up. Apparently, he still is a hockey player. Who would have guessed? Well, when he signs with teams that don't necessarily need him... That's fair. I, I don't know. When he skates around and then can just shoot the puck. Yeah. I think he, he kind of fits in Montreal. Right? The Kings were kind of using him like how the Cavalier was being used by the Flyers. Third line grinder. When that's not where he should be. Yeah. He's an older physical goal scorer. Put him on the top line with a playmaker and see what happens. One topic I did want to get to before he pivoted off of NHL. A lot of hot seat coaches right now. If you had to pick one, who's, who's going to be the first one fired? The next Red Wings. one fired? Yeah, next one fired, yeah. Red Wings, easy. Eisman they just extended him. Eisman wants to... What? They just gave Lashel like a three-year extension. But why? Good question. I, I would have thought Eisman would want to bring in his own guy. You think, but... I mean, I, aren't the Grand Rapids Griffins a really good AHL team? Something like that? Why not call up him or something? We'll see. I, they just extended him, though. It'd be tough. I, I think John Cooper, even with the Lightning doing good, they're still not the Lightning of last year. I, I don't know how you could live that down. What say you, Tampa Bay Lightning fan? I'm okay with Cooper going, but who are we going to replace him with? That's the thing. Babcock. No! I don't, want, I don't want Babcock. I think if Did Jim... you say Dan Bowles? Yeah, I know. He's, he's part of... Disco Dan? <laughs> yeah, Disco Dan. If, uh, if Jim Montgomery comes back when he, once he gets back from rehab, I think he'd be a great coach for Tampa Bay. He was Dallas. Dallas? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he got fired way too early, I feel. Well, he had personal issues with, like, some sort of addiction, so that's why he. Oh, okay. So that's why I said rehab. Also, another one that could be interesting is Gallant. If the Lightning decide they could change, Gerard Gallant would look really good behind Tampa's bench. Gerard Gallant would be a great hire. Probably next one to get fired. I'm probably gonna guess the Kings. Who is the Kings coach? Not even sure. I'm not even. But gonna he's not doing very up. good. Uh, he, to be truthful. Isn't it a former player? I feel like it is a former player. Isn't the Blackhawks coach a former player? Which one's Quinn? That's the Rangers, right? Oh, uh, no, uh, Jeremy, Jeremy something. Is it Jeremy Carlton? That's the Blackhawks. As, as we McClellan. keep. Todd McClellan. Todd McClellan. Oh, wait, they hired McClellan? Mm-hmm. I don't know then, man. Todd McClellan's a big hiring. They're probably just going to let this thing play out, which if they start rebuilding, that could be a good news. Do we want to consider them in a rebuild? They have to be. What, what do they have? I mean, they've got a young. Pro- they got Arta Kaliev. They've got Turcotte. Yeah. They have Akil Thomas. Rasmus Kupari. They've got a great young team. They yeah, just I, need to. I think they got to just give him a chance to rebuild. Let Quick go play for contender. He's still got it. I mean, Jonathan Quick was really good this month. If he stays healthy, still. Cheese. He was bad to start the season, but then again, he had Unzi Kopitar and company in front of him. That's it. Like, yeah. he hasn't really had a chance to succeed. Uh, one name that I'm kind of thinking of is Bruce Bodro with the Wild. Supposedly, that's the big one. But how do you. Fu- like, it's not his fault. Like, well, yeah, but. And I mean, he it's wasn't not making. Bill Guerin looked very good. The, I mean, the Wild are perpetually bad, but, like, wh- how do you make them... Go- like, that's a state of hockey. Like, how do you make them good again? But as a coach, you're supposed to maximize the talent on your team. I think he is. They're, I mean, when they play, they play hard. They just don't have talent. You don't sign two players for more than 10 years and just ruin your cap. Like, Zach Parise has been good this year, but Ryan Suter is older now. Eric Stahl is not great anymore. Who else do they have? Zuccarello? Question mark? That's Zuccarello's not good. He's a good depth player. I mean, Jason Zucker is really their only big name for agent. 
they need a change at goaltender because you have Devin Dubnik who continues to fail. You have Stalock. Oh, wow, he had a shutout against the Stars last night. But you still need a revolutionary goaltender to bring in there. They don't have anybody in the system either to, to like validate that. So, like You can't just keep relying on the same person. Earlier this season when uh, Dubnik went down, they just kept putting Stalock out there. Stalock, Stalock, Stalock. You're going to turn him into John Gibson and just have him keep getting shots thrown at him, which is going to wear him down. You can't continue to do that. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, was there any other NHL news? Mentioning Zucker. Future Pittsburgh Penguin. I hope not. Bit, yeah. I, if we do trade for someone, not entirely sure who we're going to trade for. Because I've heard a variety of names. Kreider, Toffoli, Zucker. Cr- I'd love to see Kreider. Kreider would probably fit our system better than yeah. all of them. Because yeah. he gave us fits in the playoffs in 2014. I don't know. We're, we're doing good without everybody else, but... We'll have to see, I guess. Now, two more things I wanted to touch on. I got to say, for as much as we ride on him, Jack Johnson has been really good lately. And I think, I honestly want us to keep him. I think he's been really, really good. Not just offensively. He's been, like, driving play. Like, his numbers. He he definitely stepped up over the offseason so far this year. Because Sullivan's using him in a very good amount. Like, he's not playing top line. He's not a top line defenseman. He's a good third-pairing defenseman. When he needs to be, he can play up in the lineup. He's been driving play. His possession numbers are still not great, and I don't think there ever will be. He's not a possession defenseman, but he's been at least average in his own end. Like, I just wanted to put that out there because we ride on him, especially me. I ride on him super hard early in the season, and uh, I think he actually should stay. He's been able to get more ice time with Justin Schultz been down. He's been able to practice with Tang on the top line. Which I don't like yeah. that, but again, he's not a top-pairing defenseman, but no. when everybody else is out, you have to do what you have to do. So this leads me to my question, though. The little game I wanted us to play. What's Seattle coming? If you could pick one player from your team to get exposed and picked, who would you pick? Tyler Johnson. Or Alex Kalorn. Okay. One of the two. Uh, Jim? Back to me. I got to think okay. on that. Well, I got to think on that as well. Patrick Hornquist is mine. Yeah, that's not bad. That contract's that's egregious. Yeah, it's not, egregious. It's not a bad pick. Especially Alex with an older... Galchenyuk. He'll be gone this he, year anyways. He'll be gone by the end of the year, so it's not going to matter. Um, I would, Schultz. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. I would pick Brian Dumoulin. Mm. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah I, I want to. Let's see. We, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, prepare yourself <laughs> because it's 42 minutes. Time uh, you'll we, hear we, Wally on. We made it, we made it about like, half an like, hour without Wally saying something. That's like the <laughs> yeah. that, that's like the lightning exposing Mikhail Sergachev. Literally. It's like, you don't give up your young defenseman. A young, good, controllable, and one of the best shutdown defensemen in the league. Then do you want me to say Dominic Cahoon? I don't want you. Yeah, let's get rid of the rookie who's tearing it up. <laughs> Thank God that Walter is not the general manager of any NHL well, team. So the key for an expansion draft is that you have to expose a player that's good. Enough. But right. that, that's good enough, but isn't worth keeping. So generally, that's a player that's in his like early 30s who's already past his prime, but can still put up like 40, 50 points. Yeah, so you have Chris with Hornquist there. Who did you say? Schultz. Okay. Well... I would say not exposing Schultz because, again, with a consistent injury and not somebody who's able to come back from that, Horquist would be acceptable. An older player who can just sit there and pass the puck to either Malkin or Crosby whenever he's skating around. I don't want to pick either one of your guys, so I'm just going straight out there with either Dumoulin or Cahoon. Granted, yes, a younger guy, but... There are no wrong answers except for those. <laughs> um, but like... Do you want me to go and straight ahead and say Matt Murray? Moving on. So well, I'm, I'm going to look at the Penguins roster, and I'm going to pick someone. Okay. I, I would also agree with Schultz. I don't know when his deal ends. If his deal's 
Walt Lucci. You can I mean close. I, I think he's not. I don't. I don't think it's this year, but I think it might be next year. I've never I been. To guess. I've never been super high on Schultz. Like he's a good-ish offensive he, defenseman. He had but his good year, and then like we resigned him. But then since since then, you can't cover up those. Yeah. Like he's not a good defenseman. He's a good. Defenseman like, who makes don't, points. Don't get me wrong. He's he's a good defenseman, just not defensively. He's not <laughs> producing. So really. what are the keeper rules? Well, I'm gonna come out and so players? I'm gonna come out again and say oh Bukestad. That's fair. So the keeper rules are like anybody who's not like still in their entry level deal. I think it's like you have to expose 17 million in cap space and 12 players. Is, I think is the rule. Uh, it's like you either get to pick seven skaters and a goalie or eight. Skaters and I don't. It's something like that. But if you had to pick one, who would you go with? You got Hornquist, Schultz, and Bukestad on the table. Wait, if you want to keep one goalie, what's stopping them from taking whatever goalie isn't exposed? This okay, is so this is the cap shenanigans you're gonna have to do. You're gonna have to find a way to. Okay, so you can't expose somebody with a no movement clause, which is why I think you resign Matt Murray to a ludicrous deal, put a no movement clause in there, then you protect Jerry, because then you can protect Jerry. I believe, because he's still on his entry level. Mm-hmm. Now, if Jerry comes off his entry level before that, though, which he won't because the expansion draft is this season, I believe, right. then you can't take him. So it all depends on when they sign Jerry's deal, which is why I don't think you're going to see an extension because the second he signs that extension, boom, you can expose him and you have to. Because if you protect Murray, you have to expose a goalie. Which, if they don't, you expose Casey to Smith. That's where that comes in. Mm-hmm. Because he's on an NHL deal, and that's why they signed him to an NHL deal, because they can expose him. Yeah, I'm sort of going through this in my head, and the players that are going to be exposed in mine would be, like, Brandon Tanev and Nick Bukestad, Alex Galchenyuk, and Hornquist. Yeah. And Schultz. So Which, those would be the ones that would be available for them to pick. I of all of them, if I'm a general manager, I pick Tanev because he's got the youngest. Like, his contract sucks. But, like, you're probably not going to be good right away. So, I mean, what do you do? I like Tanev. I like what he's done. But... Ultimately, he's not hes not a make-or-break player, right? Right. Galchenyuk, you can get something for at the deadline. Schultz, I'd argue, his deal ends in one or two years. You can get rid of him. Hornquist, I, you have to hope they take him. And as far as the Lightning go, because you said Johnson, if I had to pick somebody from Tampa Bay, I would honestly probably expose Domingue, like, and hope he gets... Or not Domingue, sorry. Uh, who's your backup goalie? McElhaney. Because you have to protect Vasilevsky, and I think a team would take a chance on McElhaney. McElhaney's like 38. Has he been good? I no. mean, because the Lightning aren't going to expose anybody good. Like, they, like... Well, the Lightning are going to have to leave someone available because you have Stamkos, Kucherov, Hedman, McDonough, Sergachev. Maybe McDonough makes sense. Palat. Kalorn. Kalorn. Johnson. Guys, yeah, but still then, have Anthony Sorelli. Yeah, he won't be exposed. He's yeah. exempt. Yeah, but then you're leaving... Oh, wait. No, no you have to grab uh, Braden Point. Which they're gonna protect him. Yeah. So then, th- so Kalorn or Johnson are gonna be like one of the two people out. Yeah. No, I guess that's fair. I guess I, if, if I hope I pick, maybe pick Johnson. I guess then, because like Kalorn, I think Kalorn does a lot of good things. Kalorn's having a breakout year, but I think he's gonna shift back to his forty points a season, because that's really the kind of player that he is. He's he's a really solid depth player. Yeah, we'll see. I think the only reason why he's getting that many points is because he's on the top line again right now. Pivoting off of NHL, a lot of uh, other news, too. Did you guys watch the fights last night? I know we're not really a MMA no, fight. Wait, Cowboy 40, McGregor? No, the 40-second 40 40 second That was hilarious. And I mean, like... I watched it on Twitter last night, and I'm like, this is dumb. That was rigged. Like, there's no way Cowboy gets one punch. Like, I, I don't care. 
There's no chance in hell that but was did you reached. see the head the head kick though? Yeah. Like it was beautiful. Right, I, right under his ear. I don't I believe see. it for a second. Dana White's a way better setup man than he is a promoter. I guarantee that was set up. That I it was pretty brutal. I I, I wouldn't <laughs> say it's rigged, but I don't think they meant it for that to end that early. I'd say maybe around. To get a TKO, like a, that's to get hit with a technical, but you gotta you Ain't that a kick in the head. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving, bye. <laughs> Time to um, talk about soccer. Which brings me to... Well, I mean, Parker's still in the room, so I mean... We need to have, like, an instrumental for our football minute. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of big news with transfer talks going in because the transfer window ends in January. The big one that's probably going to happen and the EPL is Paul Pogba. Supposedly, he's going to be joining Inter Milan or Juventus. Everybody's joining Inter Milan. Apparently, so Juventus would be surprising. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Pair up with Ronaldo. Ronaldo and DiBala. Just real quickly, exciting because we're getting closer to the debut of Inter Miami. They'll be starting very, very soon. Also, we have the uh, Olympics coming up soon too. So they're all preparing, and the women's soccer team looks for the U.S. looks really good already too. Yeah, women's are probably gonna win again this year. Hopefully, <laughs> seems like the men never try anymore. We, we just got to get somebody good in behind the bench because, like... We need to not lose the Trinidad and Tobago. Well, okay, like, once... I don't... Sunyin, Sunyin Galati is the reason we lost. Like, he did not build a winning roster. Mm-hmm. And then... So we're still out here playing guys way past the front. Like, Clint Dempsey was still on the team last yeah. time around. I'm pretty sure. Like, we've got Pulisic, Tyler Adams, uh, Indiana, uh, Aldecio, whatever his name is. Like, a lot of good players. And I think this will be the debut of Zach Steffen in Olympics, so that'll be good, too. We'll see, though. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, but I would not be surprised if the women take gold again. Look at what they did back-to-back World Cups. Yeah. I mean, there's three guarantees in life. Death, taxes, and the U.S. women's team winning gold. I mean, this is the best roster they've ever had. (laughs) Like... They basically are like the lay invincibles, like Marshall's men team from 2006. That's like the USA women's soccer team. Like they're just that good. Like Megan Rapino, Carly Lloyd, like they're basically unstoppable. Like the only other team that's really got competition is I'd probably say Germany and maybe Australia, but I mean we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. AFC <laughs> NFC championships today. Titans, Chiefs, Packers, Niners. Who do you guys want? Chiefs and Niners. Yeah, Chiefs and that's Niners. Bold. But. I mean, we'll, we'll see what Tennessee looks like. I'll go with the upsets. I'll have Titans-Packers there. Sure. I'll go with Packers and Chiefs, I guess. I'm a big believer in Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes. So. You have Jimmy G there. I saw there was a pretty good tweet. It's like the dog sitting next to the like the werewolf, and it was like it was like the Chiefs, the Packers, and the 49ers were like the werewolf, and then the Titans were the dog, just like, like the Labrador sitting. <laughs> like, That's a little rude. Uh, so Derrick Henry is literally a human wrecking ball. Yeah. So he might be able to keep the Titans in it for a little bit, but Chiefs came back from 24 to nothing last week and scored seven straight touchdowns. Yeah. And I just they don't ran see out the of Titans. fireworks too. I, yeah. Oh yeah, they did. <laughs> I thought it was just fantastic. Go. I totally Holmes. forgot they shoot out fireworks when they score. But yeah, I don't see the Titans being able to keep up with the Chiefs, especially if the Chiefs get out to an early lead, which is very possible. And do you think um, Tannehill will be able to like pass through that Chiefs defense? No. Yeah, I think so. Really? Yeah, because they're going to be selling out the stop Derrick Henry. So that means all the receivers are going to be 
they only have one guy on them. It's just going to be single coverage for the defense. So then all he needs is A.J. Brown to break open, and then boom, 70-yard touchdown. See, here's my problem with that is I think Andy Reid is a much smarter man than that. And I think he understands that they're probably going to be thinking, oh, Derrick Henry, like, ride him, and then they'll just switch the pass. I think they're going to cover pass, and then if Derrick Henry breaks, then you start to shift the focus. I really don't think they're going to come out of the gate trying to stop Derrick Henry full the, man press. Chief, yeah, well, the Chiefs, the Chiefs are going to have to because they don't have a good rushing defense. It's going to be a shootout. They don't need to defend. They just need to hold time. They just need to get their offense on the field because that's all that matters. When it comes down to it, the Chiefs' offense is better than the Titans' offense, and there's no doubt about that. Yeah, the key to this game is going to be how often Pat Mahomes is on the field. Literally. If he can play safety, shop him it's, up. It's like the it's like the one thing the Titans can really do is just force feed the ball to Derrick Henry and shoot clock. That's then it. That means Mahomes not gonna be on the field. And you know what? I think at some point, if that's your goal, I don't think Ryan Tannehill's got the arm or, or the discipline to constantly beat that team. So you're talking about a team that has a good secondary and good primary. Like you're, I really don't think that well, they're gonna well, lose those battles. Well, the thing with Ryan Tannehill is that he actually beat the Chiefs when they played earlier this year. Like 35, 31, something like that? Yeah, it was close. So he has the ability to do that again. However, I, this time around, Pat Mahomes is fully healthy. That is true. So I do think my bold prediction for the Chiefs game, though, Derrick Henry is going to go for 150 rushing yards plus two rushing touchdowns, but Chiefs are probably still going to win by 14. Yeah, we'll see. Just because, I mean, look, look at what happened last week. Houston goes up 21 nothing, and then... Dies. Mahomes is like, well, I gotta play now. <laughs> Poor, that was also Bill O'Brien trying to do a fake punt within his own 30. Bill O'Brien's a hack. So you know, That's the smartest thing you've said today, Wally. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Just erase that's the, the best place to end the show. <laughs> <laughs> sw- swap to the other game. You have old man Aaron Rodgers versus Jimmy Garoppolo. 49ers, they're the more balanced team when they blew out the Packers when they first played, and the 49ers are a lot more healthy. This time I don't think that matters. I think you've got Aaron Rodgers. Smoke him if you got him. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers can throw a Hail Mary in into NFC a Hail Bullets. Let me ask you, because I'm not entirely sure. Who's the coach of the Packers? Matt LaFleur. No, it's Aaron Rodgers now. This game, <laughs> he's got the headset on the sidelines, that's it. This game, it's Aaron Rodgers' game. It's going to be him, Devontae Adams, and others, because that's what the Packers are. And Aaron Jones. But, Aaron Jones, like... But, then it essentially is just going to be Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Jones isn't going to be able to run on the 49 They're just going to turn off LaFleur's headset. Like, they're just going like, to, like, he'll be like, okay, okay, you're just going to, Aaron Rodgers is going to be audibling from the sidelines. Like, it's, it's going to be fantastic. I can't wait. One more thing on the NFL before we depart. There was uh, betting odds released this week to see where Tom Brady's next team would be. Of course, the Patriots obviously led that. Saw that the Redskins had the least chance of getting him, a 34 to 1 chance or something like that. So who do you think is going to get no longer elite bad at football, Tom Brady? He's going Patriots. west. You think so? He's going west. Patriots, what? He's not <laughs> going anywhere else. I, I see the Chargers. He's not. Yeah, I don't think he's Dude. coming back to New England. I just read something on the way here that he's going to listen to everybody's offers. Like, he's actually going to go through the whole free agency. The, like, the way that I look at it is that he's going to do exactly that, and then he's going to come back to New England. I see him going possibly he's to going the Chargers. To, he's not, not, be for, like, not for an easy price, though. He's going to be like, mm. okay, this is what free agency is like. Craft See how terrible is it is, like, and then go back. Hey, here's money. Here's money. Here's money. Because, <laughs> no, no, no. because let's be honest, the key here is that Kraft likes Tom Brady. So if the owner likes you, then you're staying. I think most owners would like Tom Brady. <laughs> I, I think if he's going anywhere. I think anybody, any team would kill to have Tom Brady. Yeah. Recently, I've been thinking this. 
it would make a lot of sense for him to go to the Titans. They're competing now. They don't have a quarterback yet to succeed him, so he can help them t- until they get one. And they have Vrabel. He's got some familiarity there. Like, why not go there? Yeah, but that's kind of disrespectful to Tannehill, though, after a season he's had. <laughs> after what he's did okay. to get them here. It's like, you, you would have to give... Since when sports is a business, does it matter? Tannehill's not a good quarterback. He's an average quarterback. He's a bottom-tier quarterback. If you have a chance to get Tom Brady, who is still probably better than at least 10 quarterbacks in the league, if not more, why would uh, you not go ahead and get him? Because the Titans don't need a two-year rental. You say, they need something! You say he's going west, but you continue to push him further south. Put him out west, send him to L.A. I never said he's going west. Ship Philip no, ship, ship, uh, ship, uh, ship Rivers possibly over to oh, Indianapolis so, or okay, somewhere uh, d- over no, to the no, East no, Coast. No, 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 no. He's not going to go to the Chargers because I don't see the Chargers getting rid of a 38-year-old quarterback for, for a 43-year-old 43. quarterback. Yeah. That makes complete sense. Yeah. It doesn't, well, by the way. New England likes sending stuff to Cleveland. Get rid of Baker <laughs> and, and replace them with... That's that'd be funny. Win Cleveland a Super Bowl. <laughs> That's an interesting scenario. You're giving the Steelers fan in the room a heart attack here. He could tutor Baker care? Mayfield. No, he can't. <laughs> Are do you really think Baker Mayfield's gonna learn anything from Tom Brady? Yeah. Like what? How to tie a bandana? Please, please explain. I really think so. He He's a talented he, quarterback. <laughs> I got it. He was at the fight last night with Miles Garrett, and he didn't even get. They didn't even give him a name card. They just showed Garrett Mayfield sitting right next to him. Tom Brady, XFL. I'm sorry, but you have the Cleveland Baker Browns that got Baker Mayfield, Baker. Odell Beckham Jr., and Miles Garrett, and then still are not able to make the playoff. What do you think adding Tom Brady to that roster is going to do? A quarterback who does not throw But yet Odell Beckham Jr., who can't catch the ball. But in ye- Give ye- my boy Jarvis Landry some And is yelling at teams from, from his own side of the field, trade for me. So you're yelling. So anyways, what I'm trying to say about why I think he would be a great tutor for Baker Mayfield is that Baker Mayfield, his entire career, he's been... Proving his doubters wrong. He was at Texas Tech, flamed out there, came to Oklahoma as a walk-on quarterback. Had the, to become the starter. And even then, when he was going into the NFL draft, there were people saying that he was going to be a second-round pick, a third-round pick, that he doesn't have all the fundamentals to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's undersized, blah, blah, blah. Doesn't have a huge arm, blah, blah, blah. Comes first overall pick. Tom Brady, his entire career, has been proving his doubters wrong. Same exact thing. Both guys with chips on their shoulders. I'm going to have to politely disagree I'm with you. I'm not saying Baker Mayfield is a younger Tom Brady, but I do think that they have a similar mindset. I mean, you're right. Right now, they are currently both terrible. Anyways, uh, we have a bunch of new articles up on the site. Please enjoy them. Uh, you just gave your coaching firings, right? No, I did my AFC-NFC championship predictions. I'm going to be doing my coach hiring firing sometime this week. Gotcha. I'll have at some point in the next, we'll say a couple weeks before the deadline for the NHL, I'll have some uh, deadline stuff out. And then after that, I'll be covering baseball. Well, I have a couple people lined up for some other sports as well. We might even get into some professional bowling. That's, uh, that's basically it for today. If, if we go into professional bowling, I'm shutting down the site. <laughs> uh, that's a shout out to Aaron. No, you're going <laughs> to do professional bowling. Might as well bring in professional lacrosse. Yeah, <laughs> and then you're, yeah, you're going to do next? Cricket? Darts? Water polo? Yeah, that, 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 that was a joke for all of you joke fans out there. I mean, Darts, the, the billiards? Sport of the future, bringing lacrosse at this point. Oh, professional know, nice. cornhole. Curling. <laughs> that's our show for today. Thank you for listening. Please enjoy the articles, as I said. We'll be back next week, although I'm not sure who'll be back. We'll have something cooking up. So until then, keep it locked.